This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, being fearless just means fearing less. A powerful one-on-one with director Ava DuVernay. Her work inspiring millions in the fight for racial equality. There's nothing like the power of the people. Her thoughts on where we go from here. We see people dying on camera. Let's turn our storytelling powers towards this issue. Then, Kevin Bacon's Six Degrees of Torment. His frightening new thriller and the unwelcome guest he had in his own home. I was terrified. Plus, I feel like Zoom has set us up for the new Brady boxes. Oh, there might be a few fewer Bradys if we all had to quarantine together. Behind the scenes of a new Brady Bunch project, ET starts now. Hello and welcome. The documentary 13th was nominated for an Oscar three years ago, but it is more relevant today than ever. I talked to the director, Ava DuVernay, and we had a powerful conversation about race and where do we go from here. I want to ask you about 13th. Somebody can hold up one of these and the whole world has to deal with it. This is the piece that people are watching to understand the history of this country. That's what it's there for, is to teach, is to share. I just got some information from Netflix a few hours ago that in the last three weeks, there's been an increase in people watching 13th by, get this, 4,665%. When they was killing Oscar Grant, when they got to Eric Gardner. <laughs> 
Ava is all about making movies that matter. Her films are on so many recommended watch lists from 13th, which explores the dark history of racial injustice in the prison system, to Selma about the bloody 1965 voting rights march. But we all bear a responsibility for our fellow men. And last year's four-part miniseries, When They See Us, about the wrongly convicted Central Park Five. Don't you want to go home? That's all I want. That's all I want. Ava's number one fan, Oprah, who is a co-producer on many of her projects, says Ava has cemented her spot in cinematic history. I think she certainly is up there with the greatest. Did you realize, as you were making these pieces of work, that there would come a time where they would all smash together and be super relevant at once? I'm grateful to my partners who are making these films available for free to people. Yeah. Because right now, it's not about profit, it's not about making money, it's about the information. So I feel blessed and fortunate to be able to contribute to the conversation. For viewers that want to dig even deeper in these social themes, Ava just launched a free online companion called Array 101. Ava also worked as a publicist on another film trending on Netflix. You is kind, you is smart, you is important. This month, 2011's The Help shot to the number one film on Netflix, frustrating some activists because it is a fictional story told from the perspective of a white character. A book like this has never been written before. Because there's a reason. In 2018, Ava tweeted, quote, The Help was the last film I worked on as a publicist. I quit PR. That film pushed me to make my own. So many people rushed to see The Help when this first happened. I know a lot of people have talked about, ah, oh, is that the right thing to be looking at right now? But you know, there are probably people that watched that and thought they were really contributing oh. to the conversation. And I also like to say there are other films that are made by black filmmakers and invite people to see those films as well. Ava is also inviting people to tell their own stories about police brutality. She launched a new initiative called LEAP. We have not been holding police officers who are not doing their work correctly to task. We see people dying on camera. Let's turn our storytelling powers towards this issue. When you take up this position, you have to say, I'm going to take this up as a leader without fear. Yeah, you know, I think being fearless just means fearing less. You become less afraid when there's more people doing it. Millions of people saying no. And so the, the, there's, there's nothing like the power of the people. And speaking of the power of the people, you signed the petition for the Edmund Pettus Bridge to change it to the John Lewis Bridge. Uh, how important is that? Yeah, well, you know, Selma's important to me for obvious reasons because of the film I made. Where do we go? That bridge, it is a national monument. It's literally a bridge to dignity. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it bears the name of a KKK grand wizard responsible for the murder of black people um, seems bizarre to me. In 2015, E.T. joined Ava and her Selma co-stars Oprah and David Oyelowo in marching across that bridge on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. You want this to be more than just cameras and a spectacle? Last week, they reunited virtually during Oprah's town hall about race. Basically, Oprah says, you are going to do this. And I say, yes, I will be there. What did it mean to be a part of the town hall? It was really David and Oprah who had the idea. She was the perfect person to lead that kind of dialogue. So I was honored to be one of the people to speak to the moment. As people look around and they ask, we've got people's attention, but now what? What happens? What do we do? It's a real question. I would just invite people to think about this. What is wrong with us as a society is, goes beyond racism. It's criminalization, it's mass incarceration, it's 
deep racial bias. And so it's gonna take all of us thinking about it and all of us putting our hands on the problem to try to even get close to answering it. Now, Malcolm Jamal Warner has seen a lot in this industry, especially when it comes to the notion of race, and he experienced it firsthand as a member of one of TV's most famous families. You were at the forefront of the black family that changed the way America looked at black people. It was amazing because no one expected it. You know, when we first, you know, moved to New York to do the show, NBC only ordered six episodes. <laughs> you never think it's gonna hit number one. I mean, we soar straight to the top. It's the ugliest shirt I've ever seen. There was so, there was so much criticism about the show in terms of, oh, well, you know, black people don't really live like that. At the same time, I'm getting all of this fan mail from people who were like, thank you. My dad is a doctor. My mom is a lawyer. We are the Huxleys. It was just a, such a movement where being black was beautiful. It's a takedown, a lyrical shakedown. Now Malcolm Jamal is part of another movement, using his voice to help fight against racial injustice in his new documentary, Word Warriors 3. The project was started six years ago and shows how we can use words as weapons of peace. Word Warriors uh, is a film that follows a couple of different poets and kind of chronicles life as a black man, if you will. Will you drop a little spoken word on us? Just a little. The die has been cast, and we are already proven we know how to outlast inhumane conditions placed upon us. From the African Holocaust to young black lives lost at the hands of those meant to protect us. The 49-year-old doting dad is hopeful for our country's future as he raises his daughter. We have a three-nager. She just turned three, so she's an official three-nager. And our daughter has dropped her naps. For the 14, 15 hours a day she's awake, we are nanny, we are playmate, we are everything. Malcolm Jamal is still waiting to hear when it's safe to return to work on season four of The Resident. Last season, the medical drama actually predicted the future. Half the people who get it die. We're lucky it's not airborne like the coronavirus. It ended with, you know, with the virus in the hospital. Well, that storyline had already been written before the pandemic came about. What? There's a line that was added uh, in post-production uh, about COVID-19 because we had we were already on, the, on, on this particular track. And we're like, whoa. Now to Kevin Bacon. He's been enjoying some quality time with his wife of 31 years, Kira Sedgwick. But it's clear that some days are better than others. How has your quarantine been going? It's been going okay. You guys have some fun along the way too, because you've been busy making some pizzas, I see, and you've been having some good old jam sessions, and you even had an unwelcomed guest in your bed. The roof rat um, came through and, and uh, pooped in, uh, in our bed. There's a lot worse things that could be happening. Kevin's secret to keeping calm and carrying on, hypnosis and meditation. I use hypnosis apps and get hypnotized almost every day <laughs> to deal with stress and anxiety and um, to be able to sleep. Meditation is something Kevin's character also uses in the new horror film, You Should Have Left, available on demand Friday. Think of it as your worst vacation nightmare come true. Your rental house turns out to be kind of haunted. Are you okay? Have you ever experienced a vacation quite like this? <laughs> no. Disastrous. Do you like it here? No. Do you? 
I hate it. The house is a is a is a character really in the film. It's its own kind of evil. One of my favorite things in in there is is when he, when I go downstairs and I'm trying to figure out all the light switches. Jesus, you got enough switches? Can't tell you how many times <laughs> I've, I've walked into and then on the first night in a rented house. I'm going around trying to figure out how to turn the lights off. Meanwhile, Kevin's movie wife, Amanda Seyfried, is dealing with some issues of her own in real life, her three-year-old little boss baby daughter. So, here's the deal. Your little lady daughter, Nina, she has been laying down the law on you, sis. You can go inside and sing, but you can't sing Frozen. She knows how badly I want to sing, and she will not let me. Have you negotiated a deal with Nina these days? She's smart. I gotta think of a way to, cause I'm a singer and if she starts walking out of the room when I start singing, I'm gonna get like an even bigger complex than I already have. <laughs> I love it. Amanda, you got your hands full with that little one. Meanwhile, kids also happen to be the center of attention for these married at first sight fan favorites. Oh. Doug and Jamie on their unexpected home birth. It was right in this room where you had the baby. Yeah. Right over there in that corner. Plus, how you can win a date with Keanu Reeves and support a good cause. <gasps> hey everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The E.T. Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show? Even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where E.T. airs in your market or go to etonline.com. When you talk about dating shows, the most successful show as far as married couples percentage-wise is Married at First Sight. And I had a chance to talk with the show's very first success story, Jamie and Doug, as they continue to add to their family. First of all, how are you guys doing? Uh, we're exhausted. Oh. Uh, nine pound baby out of her. Nine thing. pound, four ounces. I'm taking credit for every single ounce. Jamie was amazing. She's now superwoman to me. <laughs> um, it's really, really incredible. It was a cool experience. It was right in this room where you had the baby. Yeah, I'll show you where we had that baby. Yep. Right over there in that corner. <laughs> An at-home birth for Jamie was never on the original birth plan but COVID-19 changed everything. Having a baby in a hospital turned out to be way more risky than having a baby at home. If it's safe to have a home birth for us, why would we want to take up a bed where, you know, then somebody that may be sick should be there. But no hospital meant no epidural. I was like, women have been doing this for years. This is gonna be fine, it's gonna be okay. And, um, Boy, that was very, very painful to be very honest. I mean, I could feel everything. And then when I held him, I mean, it was just the most amazing feeling. Like we really bonded and I didn't really have that experience with Gracie. Not gonna lie though, it was very, very painful. <laughs> the OGs from season one of Married at First Sight are front and center of Couples Cam, which airs tonight on Lifetime. The self-shot six episode spinoff gives viewers an intimate look at the nine couples who are still married. We never get a chance to kind of all come together and understand each other's lives and get to I'm, know where we're at. And I love looking in people's houses. <laughs> it's, it's good now because I don't have to stand outside the window to do it. <laughs> See, this is what I love about Doug. His humor is endearing, but yet at the same time, a little creepy. All right, coming up, we check in on that new firm, Brady and Brady, the two TV sisters who've become designing women. This is the first series by HGTV that has been fully self-shot. 
Marsh and Jan back together inside the new HGTV renovation show. Plus, we're with Laverne Cox after the historic Supreme Court decision defending LGBTQ rights. I'm just overjoyed. This is just the beginning. E.T. was with the Brady Bunch cast every step of the way as HGTV helped them rebuild their TV home on last year's very Brady renovation. And I caught up with Marie McCormick and Eve Plum, who kind of missed their sitcom siblings. Well, kind of. I feel like Zoom has set us up for the new Brady boxes. Will you get the cast, will you get everybody else together and maybe do a Zoom? I would love that. You mean that, Jan? You're right, I sure do. What would it be like to quarantine with the Brady family? Oh, there might be a few fewer Bradys if we all had to quarantine together. You know, just like a family, we're all very, very different. It would be really interesting. Now that is a quarantine house I'd love to be a part of, but until then, these two Bradys are both teaming up with HGTV for its new show, Design at Your Door. So let's uh, take a tour. Oh my God! Excited. Eve Plum is in our house. <laughs> How'd you get involved? The HGTV calls and says, "Are you interested?" I say yes. And they told me the premise, and I thought, "Wow, how scary!" First of all, I had actually never zoomed before in my life. It was just so nice to be able to reconnect and to meet new people and see faces. Maureen and Eve are each paired with a family to design a room in their house without ever stepping foot inside of it. What a great idea for a show. This is the first um, series by HGTV that has been fully self-shot. And I don't know about you, Eve, but um, I'm very technically challenged. My husband was my cameraman and my sound guy. I mean, I had to do my own hair and makeup. The distance is strange, but I love how everybody is just adapting. Of course, Eve and Maureen, no strangers to home renovation. I am here at the iconic Brady Bunch house. Does this also mean that we will get a very Brady renovation again? Kevin, only, only if you're part of the family. Well, you know I'm coming. I'm coming. You're Cousin coming. Kevin is going to be there. Look, it is your house. It, it really is. is. How is life in quarantine with your Brady ladies? Do you want me to leave the room? <laughs> <laughs> Not being able to do the things we could go out and do was the hard part. Being together was actually pretty easy. Maureen found this great place for us to go and do walks. It gives us a chance to kind of get outside and just talk and walk, and it's been very nice. This week, the Supreme Court made the historic decision to protect the civil rights of LGBTQ workers across the nation. I spoke to Laverne Cox just hours after the monumental news. It is illegal to fire gay and transgender individuals. Do you see it as a landmark win, a really big moment? Absolutely. I'm still honestly overwhelmed. Being at the Supreme Court for oral arguments on October 8th of last year, and I sat there, I felt like our arguments were really strong and... We lost! We won! Ah! But Laverne says the work is far from over. Friday, she hopes to move the dialogue forward in her new Netflix documentary, Disclosure. Here I am, yet here we are, and we've always been here. Laverne joins other prominent trans voices in exploring the way transgender depictions on screen have contributed to society's views. 
You know, the moment that stood out with me, because I've seen the movie eight million times, was Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. She's not Lois Einhorn. She's Ray Finkel. She's a man. And everybody throws up. Now I'm kind of disgusted with myself because I've laughed along with it. That's messed up. That's how trans people were represented at the time. And when we know better, we do better. And disclosure is an opportunity for us all to know better and advance this conversation so that we can move forward towards justice in this country. That sentiment couldn't be more timely. Last week, Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling came under fire for a slew of controversial tweets saying, quote, I respect every trans person's right to live any way that feels authentic and comfortable to them. At the same time, if sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I'm wondering just your reaction to how insensitive those comments were. This is always tricky for me because I don't want a headline that says Laverne Cox attacks or condemns someone. And I don't ever want to be pit against someone else, and it's particularly another woman. I don't know her. I don't know what exactly she's going through. My womanhood is not a threat to her. It's different. It's, I, have a, I have different experiences as a black woman, as a trans woman, as an American. And that is, that's so beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Such class and grace, Laverne. And speaking of beautiful, coming up, how you can win a date with Keanu Reeves. But it'll cost you. That's next. Hey, everybody, it's Kevin Frazier. The E.T. Podcast is a great listen when you're on the go. But the TV show, even better to watch every weekday when you're at home. Check your local listings for where E.T. airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Bill and Ted Face the Music will rock theaters on August 14th, but Keanu is giving one lucky fan the chance to party with him one-on-one. -on -one. The ultra-private star is offering a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call with him for 15 minutes, and the bids have already passed $17,000. The money will benefit Camp Rainbow Gold for kids and their families dealing with cancer. Just one of the many reasons we dig Keanu, and he appreciates all the fan support. It's been really nice. I mean, it was really special for me. It's a little on the dark side, but you know, that's cool. You're just an incredible humanitarian and an artist, man. I get carried away with that, but but no, it's it's you know, it's nice when it's nice. Hurry up, go bid, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.